Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. It's worried about snow. New information from the investigation into the shooting of Commander's running back, Brian Robinson. I'm Megan Cloherty. Want to take advantage of President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan at 910? We'll get some frequently asked questions answered by the Washington Post. Danielle Douglas Gabriel. It's 9 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Serena Williams has won her first set in her first singles match at the U.S. Open. Fans say it is exciting to watch. I think she's inspired a lot of people, uh, potentially new tennis players to come from her generations. More from CBS's Wendy Gillette. Lola Neal traveled from Tennessee to New York to see Serena Williams play in what could be the final tournament of her career. The old great Tathia Gibson and Arthur Ashe himself are just looking down today and just cheering her on. She wore a dress emblazoned with an image of the tennis superstar to watch her first round match at the U.S. Open. You're not allowed to bring a sign or a banner, so this is mine. Over 27 years, Williams has earned 73 singles titles, 23 singles Grand Slams. Authorities in Bend, Oregon say an employee who died in a shooting at a Safeway supermarket attacked the gunman in the produce section and tried to disarm him. CBS's Donya Backus has the latest. Within minutes, police found the suspect's body inside the store with bullet casings, an AR-15 style rifle, and a shotgun nearby. They say he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Investigators later found three Molotov cocktails and a sawed-off shotgun inside the shooter's vehicle. First Lady Jill Biden has tested negative for COVID and will be back in Washington tomorrow. This comes nearly a week after she came down with a rebound case of the virus. She's been isolating since then in Delaware. A man in Maryland is headed to prison for storming the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. CBS's Scott McFarland reports. According to prosecutors, Josh Pruitt of Maryland is a proud boy and was a, quote, one-man symbol of the angry mob at the the U.S. Capitol January 6th. He also came in close proximity to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer during the riot. NASA will try to launch its new moon rocket again later this week after tech issues grounded the, the rocket today. CBS's Mark Strassman is at the Kennedy Space Center. If these fixes are relatively simple, the next launch window opens Friday early afternoon, but the issue then is the initial weather forecast, a 60% chance of no go. The Artemis program aims to put astronauts back on the moon for the first time in 50 years. Well, speaking of history, a man in Missouri just broke a Guinness World Record for riding 38 miles down the Missouri River in a giant pumpkin. Dwayne Henson grew the 850-pound gourd in his garden, and for his 60th birthday, he decided to cut off the top, scoop out its guts, and take it for a ride. He's proud of that record, but he says his knees are wrecked and will not be trying that again. The previous record, by the way, was 25 miles. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. It's 9.03 on Monday, August 29th, 2022. 83 degrees, dropping to the 60s and low 70s tonight.
evening. I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. New tonight, a change in the mask policy for Prince George's County Public Schools. With declining local COVID-19 positivity rates, CEO Monica Goldson has announced the mask optional policy will resume in all county school facilities on Tuesday, September 6th, so a week from tomorrow. Goldson says the school district will continue to make health and safety decisions in consultation with health experts and says staff, students, and families are encouraged to support personal decisions on mask wearing. How will you know who will be on the board on police accountability in your area? Well, some Prince George's County Council members echoed concerns from the public on making sure the process is open and easily understood. Maryland state law requires that each county create a police accountability board. And in Prince George's County, Councilmember Danielle Glaros urged her colleagues to clear up any overlap because the council gets to nominate five members and the county executive, Angela Alserbrooks, gets to nominate six. And Glaros said, We need to be clear about how long this needs to be advertised publicly before the nominations close. And Lorena Diaz with the ACLU of Maryland asked the council, What system is in place to ensure all applications are given due consideration? The council approved a resolution to move ahead with the process, including a public listening session. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Many people have bad memories of January's miles-long gridlock on I-95 in Virginia during a major snowstorm. Some people were stuck on the highway for 24 hours. Virginia's inspector general has released a report that blasted the state's transportation leader's performance during that crisis and offered suggestions on how to better prepare to avoid a repeat. Today, Virginia Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger is asking Governor Glenn Youngkin to go further. She sent a letter to Youngkin asking for more information on preparations, and she wants his administration to step up oversight. Spanberg acknowledges that Yunkin was not yet in office when the I-95 debacle unfolded. And this evening, the governor's office is responding. Spokesperson Macaulay Porter says after Yunkin's inauguration, prep for snow events was done with the worst case scenario in mind, unlike under the Northam administration, which he says failed to adequately prepare and plan for that situation. We're learning more about what happened when, according to police, Two teens tried to carjack Washington commanders running back Brian Robinson and shot him multiple times. Law enforcement sources say Robinson was at the Crab Boss at 10th and H Streets Northeast getting seafood when he was confronted outside his white Dodge Charger Hellcat around 5.30 Sunday evening. The car stood out with a black racing stripe down the middle. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti says Robinson fought back against one gunman and was shot by the second. Conti says the pair fled in a stolen car. I believe that we have recovered that vehicle, so that's where we stand. Two guns were used in the crime, but an ATF spokesman says it's tracing the gun that was found at the scene to identify the suspects. Sources say Robinson was shot in the hip and the leg, but don't know the severity of his injuries. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Hear more about how investigators are working to find those suspects on WTOP's daily podcast, The DMV Download. Like many communities, Hyattsville is seeing an increase in carjackings. The city's police chief has tips that he hopes will save lives. The incorporated areas of Prince George's County, carjackings are up 45%. And in D.C., there have been 326 carjackings so far this year. This time last year, there were 256. With the latest theft in the city on Friday, Hyattsville Police Chief Jared Towers is reminding drivers to be aware of their surroundings. His advice for avoiding carjackers is to... 
always lock your doors. We've seen instances where suspects have just gotten inside the car and sat in the car with you. And if you're out late at night or early in the morning. Park in well-lit areas. On the top of his list of don'ts, he says. We, we would not recommend that you flight back. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. And coming up after traffic and weather, got questions about President Biden's student loan debt forgiveness program? We'll get some answers from a Washington Post education reporter. 907. At GW Hospital, we're here for the defining moments of your life. We are defining medicine. We've got you covered from emergency treatment in our level one trauma. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. With Verizon, you can now get a private 5G network, so you can do more than connect your business. You can make it even smarter. Now ports can know where every piece of cargo is and where it's going. Robots can predict breakdowns and order their own replacement parts. And retailers can get ahead of the fashion trend of the day with a new line tomorrow. With a Verizon private 5G network, you can get more agility and security, giving you more control of your business. We call this enterprise intelligence. From the network America relies on, Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas. Pre-qualification required for private 5G network. Terms apply.